Hi, welcome to the very first episode of The Sister's Guide to Financial Freedom. I'm your host, Crystal Reynolds-Lewis, and I am joined by my beautiful sister, Jennifer Reynolds-Walton. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Crystal. And while Crystal's the mastermind to Sister's Guide to Financial Freedom, she certainly knows my passion in financial literacy and all my and my interest in the impact of this journey. So I am so excited to be a part of this journey with you as we bring bring our lessons learned forth. Yes, thank you. I'm so glad that you agreed to do this with me. Um, you know. I'm a I'm a 25 year uh, marketing vet. Um, I'm a mom. I am a wife. I am a artist. I'm also a um, I like to bake gluten free products too. And um, as I was thinking about this, um, I know there are lots of other women who are on their journeys through life, through their careers, through their family, but, you know, personal finance and achieving that um, financial freedom is something that is important to millions of people. And we know that it's just not, um, there's just not enough information out there. I came across a statistic um, that said that, that um, black Americans are at a disadvantage. And according to the Federal Reserve study that was released in 2020, the median net worth of black families in the United States was about $24,000 versus that of white families at $188,000. And that just blew my mind. And I'm like, what can we do about this? I'm with you right there, Crystal. And it's not even just just the the disparity in the households um in the black families and that's probably another session to get into mm-hmm. that topic but but what we can impart on our kids um on our families because one of the things i i stop and think about all the lessons we were really the benefit factors of with our households growing up in Columbus Ohio that our dad imparted on us and not everyone has that opportunity to be able to have access to that type of information in their home. And so thank you for having me join you in this, I think, just awesome, purposeful journey mm-hmm. that we can message and share our stories in a way that maybe they can go into other families, other households, and learn from some of our best practices or lessons we've learned um, and had insight to um, over the years. Mm-hmm. And it's a, and it's just a journey. It's a yeah. it's a journey that we're all in and all at different stages, different phases of our life. Um, but there's there's so much information that's out there and if we can maybe distill and share some of that, I'm I'm happy to be a part of that with you mm-hmm. um, in this podcast. Yes, and I think it's, you know, kind of cool. I've got my marketing background, but you are three decades into financial services. So, I mean, you are an expert in this area of banking and helping people um, achieve that American dream. 
Well, I've certainly really had the pleasure to ha have made my career in an industry that's all about helping people um, in their day-to-day -day lives mm -hmm. get some level of you know financial success or mm -hmm. help them achieve certain goals and, and things that they're trying mm -hmm. to um, to make happen. But I'm I'm in this journey myself. I wouldn't wouldn't in any way, shape, or form call myself an expert. Mm -hmm. I'm just another person that's going through this journey we call life and you know, looking to take the things that I have value around and make them happen and make them work for me. Mm -hmm. And certainly having a sense of freedom financially enables us to bring other aspects of our life into, you know, the, the purpose and the being the things that really make us who we are. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I felt really strongly about doing this podcast um, we have knowledge um, that we've gained throughout our lives and our careers and our experiences and through our family, um, a wealth of information that, you know, was passed down from our father, which we'll get into in a little bit. But um, like you said, we're on our journey. Um, we're helping each other through this journey. We're working with our family to help us through this journey. We've learned a lot. We've accomplished a lot. We've learned a lot. Um, but we know there's still more to learn and there's more for us to learn from other people. People can learn from us. And we want to use this podcast to really, um, get that conversation started and join and help people, um, achieve that their goals to financial freedom, but also just be part of this journey because it is, you know, you, you really can't do it alone. So I'm really excited about the opportunity to engage others in this in this conversation. Me too. And I'm excited to be here with you. It's another thing that we can do and share together. So mm -hmm. um, I, I definitely appreciate the moment. So, and I also want to take this as an opportunity to impart. I've got you know, my two kids, a little mm -hmm. older than yours, um, coming out of college, the oldest one and the other one making his way through college. And, and even our nieces and nephews that are in their 20s, early 30s, starting early in their career, starting to make their way. You know, I, I think we've got an opportunity here sharing within our family and sharing more broadly outside of our family. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I hope the, the listeners. Yeah. We'll see that as well, too, as and we it's, move this forward. Yeah, and it's really about taking those lessons that we learned growing up and paying them forward is what, you know, you're basically saying. And um, one thing that we wanted to do was dedicate this first episode to our, our father, um, William Reynolds, M.D., um, he has been instrumental and a guiding light throughout our lives, helping to share his knowledge and uh, provide his wisdom to us to help us, you know, keep just understand, become lit um, literate, if you will, and, you know, savvy around our personal finances. And I, I truly believe that without those lessons, I wouldn't be as you know comfortable where I am. Um, you know, my goal for financial freedom is to uh, be able to live and also give abundantly. Um, what about you? What, what's your financial freedom? 
What, how you define <laughs> financial freedom? Well, you know, I I define financial freedom as being in a position, no matter what season or what stage of life that you're in, to be able to make the choices to do the things that you want to do without being encumbered by by money, mm-hmm. not feeling that I can't do this, I can't mm-hmm. partake in this because. I don't have the money to be able to do it. And so it may be just small things, you know, the money to go on a vacation, the money to go to the grocery store and, you know, buy the things that you desire or need to, you know, provide to your family. Mm -hmm. So I I think of a story back when we were growing up and, um, you know, by, by all means, you know, my parents started with nothing and, and, we didn't have, they did not have generational wealth passed on to them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, through my, our, our father's hard work, getting educated, the things that he did as a physician, you know, he was able to afford upon us, you know, certain, certain benefits. And I'll never forget the time we were out with, um, you know, one of our cousins and we went to dinner and, you know, the cousin was asking, well, how much can we spend, you know, for dinner tonight? And we all kind of look like, well, is there a limit to what we can get on the menu? You know, so financial freedom is, you know, being able to be in that that situation or mm-hmm. whatever it is you're looking to do and and be able to have the choice to do it without being, again, you know, encumbered by um, am I limited because I've not put myself in a position mm-hmm. um, to be able to to do the things that yes. are important to me at that point in time. Yeah. And those are those those are the circumstances and situations that you never forget. I mean, um, you know, dad is and actually we'll get to this in just a second, but um this episode is called Lessons from Our Father. So just wanted to be very clear that um I'm very grateful for everything that I've learned um, from dad, from a financial stand, personal finance standpoint. Um, And I know you are too, um, but we also have two uh, folks that are going to be joining us. We have our brothers on the line who we wanted to invite for this very first podcast Uh, to join in the conversation. And what we wanted to do was just really share some of these key lessons that we've learned um, from our, from our father. Right. We all grew up in the same household. So, so yes, while we may have a different take on things, uh, certainly it's great to have Bill and David join us here today. So before they start, um, we have our brothers, um, William, Bill Reynolds, the second, and also David Reynolds. Um, so Bill is a financial expert who's worked with with um, organizations from nonprofits to Fortune 500 companies. Um, he's he's a results driven leader who spent more than 25 years guiding teams. Um, 
one thing I love about him is he is a role model. He is super positive and calm and, you know, you know, he loves his family and he loves the great outdoors as well. We also have our brother, David Reynolds. Um, he is an analytical analytics professional with decades of experience and um, he's got his MBA in finance from the University of Illinois and spent a lot of his time in banking and supply distribution. Um, he's definitely adventurous and and always up for trying new things. Um, he loves his son traveling and spending time in the great ed- outdoors as well. But um, so welcome, Bill and David. We're glad that you're here joining us. Um, hi, can you hear us? Yeah. Oh, hello. So glad to be here. Hi. How are you, Crystal and Jenny? (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) So again, today is all about dad and, you know, the wisdom that he has imparted on us. So, um, y'all, this is a family affair. Um, and I feel like all of us in our own way have been on our journeys to financial freedom. And, you know, again, we've learned a lot made mistakes, but we keep rolling and keep setting new goals. Um, but a lot of this was instilled, um, in us by, by dad. So, you know, I guess we'll just open it up. Who, you know, who wants to start? What is, what's the, what's the one thing, what's the top thing that, that dad taught you about personal finance that you think others could benefit from? I'll start. One of the, um, interesting things that I remember about dad is, you know, when I was young and, and didn't have money, I'd, I'd ask him for money. I'd say, hey, dad, can I have some money? I want to do something today. And he'd say, okay, how much do you need? And what are you going to do with it? So already as a young child, he was asking me to plan, have a plan for the money that I have. So if you were going to the movie, what's the plan? How much are the tickets? How much is the popcorn? But it's really coming up with a plan for the money. And, uh, you know, I still do that today. Yeah, we're going to be talking about that on one of our one of our episodes coming up, because that is that's really important. Yeah. So let me let me add two to that. Uh, and I'm going to talk about something that dad and I still talk about to this day. And we've talked about for a long time. And it's uh, it's really the foundation of your journey to financial freedom. And I think it was best said by. Um, an author written by an author by the name of James Clear. I got to give him the credit here because I think he just puts it uh, right on the point. And it's basically that you cannot arrive at the fullest measure of of your success until you crash the spirit of procrastination within you. Oh, boy. Procrastination, (laughs) the P word. P word. (laughs) It it is the foundation. Yeah. If I had, uh, you know, every time Dad and I would talk about procrastination, he would bring up the, uh, you know, that he would basically say, you know, if I could have came up with a pill to treat procrastination years ago, I'd I'd have been rich, you know. So it's uh, it's something that affects all of us. Uber rich, uber rich. It would have been something everybody would have been taking. That's right. (laughs) And you know that is one of the biggest hurdles. I mean, because you, I mean, one thing about building wealth is you want to start early, right? Um, and the earlier you start, the more runway you have as you, you know, age and can accumulate that wealth. But 
Um, yeah, I mean, and that's with any goal that you set. And we'll be talking about goals in the next episode, but um, yeah, that's yep. that's key. Getting started, and mm-hmm. and really one of the lessons I always think of when I think of dad is pay yourself first. Mm-hmm. He always said, take out what you want to put aside for yourself. Start building your savings. And, you know, just like you pay for your taxes out of out of your paycheck right off the bat. They're not waiting to see what you have left over. Mm-hmm. Take it for Uncle Sam. Mm-hmm. Why do the same for yourself? Mm-hmm. And I remember when I first got married and, you know, me and my husband were t- talking about how we want to manage our finances. And he was like, well, let's wait till the end of the month and whatever we have left over, we can put in the savings. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's a great thought, but... At the end of the day, there'll there'll never be anything left over. So right. we kind of pivoted to that and came to a point where okay, we're going to pay ourselves first, and from there you build you build out what your spending can be because yeah. I've already put something aside for me. And who's most important in this than putting yourself or your family at the center of that? So I always think of that from. You know, from dad saying, put something to yourself first before you start thinking of your other obligations. And it's definitely a different mindset. I mean, if you're putting away 10%, you're putting away a dollar for every $10 you make. And, um, you know, it sounds like it's easy, but in reality, you know, if you don't make that a priority from day one and have that mental mindset to do that, it, it can be, it can be can be a challenge. David? Yeah, one of the things that makes it less challenging now is the technology that's available Mm, mm -hmm. um, to automatically, you know, pay yourself on a schedule. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of how I manage it is through technology. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm a big spender. Um, What I have to do is create systems to save and the technology that's available today to automatically uh, fund my savings mm-hmm. uh, is critical for for my success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're not there having are, to manage checkbook anyways. No, everything's electronic, and there's mm-hmm. things that you can get into where they round up mm-hmm. every purchase and take the just the pennies and the cents, mm-hmm. and you know, kind of create automatic savings. But mm-hmm. you know, I think the point there is how do you get you know how do you get started? And a, a lot of people, I think you just can feel overwhelmed, <laughs> but if you look at it and break it down just into chunks and start doing something, something mm-hmm. is better than nothing. Mm-hmm. And whether it's just like you said, you know, a dollar for every $10 you make, um, start in, in mm-hmm. small, small increments or small amounts mm-hmm. can, you know, create themselves into yeah. bigger amounts. Yeah. Another, um, one that stands out now, um, Dad is 88. Our mother, Nanette, is 84. And um, one lesson that he's taught me um, more recently is I'm starting to think about retirement. He's like, pay your mortgage off before you retire. Um, Your mortgage typically is the biggest expense you have once you're retired. And how nice would that be to have no mortgage payment? Um, and have that extra cash flow to, to be retired, retired on. I mean, that definitely gives you a little more sense of freedom, right? So that's a a lesson that, um, 
that I definitely have picked up from him more recently and just seeing, you know, how they're living in, in retirement and, um, you know, how do we make that one of our goal? How can me and my husband make that one of our goals um, as we are, you know, pushing this 15, you know, 20 year mark to, to be retired. Mortgage free. That's oh, a good, man. that's a great goal. That would be. <laughs> yeah. oh, and then you have so your awesome. shelter. You've right. got a place to live. Yes. You've got, you know, access, I mm-hmm. guess, to the equity in case mm-hmm. you needed it in an emergency, but mm-hmm. not having again, mm-hmm. um, that, that burden of having to make the monthly payment. So mm-hmm. another, another financial freedom mm-hmm. to be in retirement and know that your living expenses are, are taken care of without mm-hmm. having to, to, to handle that every month. Mm-hmm. So. David, the other thing oh. that, that uh, the other thing that that does in paying off your, your mortgage, um, you know, as part of your retirement plan is it helps you diversify your assets because yeah. your home is an asset that appreciates, um, hopefully, historically, it's appreciated and, and will appreciate over time. So as you're looking at, you know, what to do with that 10% that you save, you know, um, and, you know, trying to figure out what to do with those investments. Well, another investment of diversification is a, a home if you own it. Mm-hmm. And it just helps to make your portfolio a little, a little bit more rounded. Mm-hmm. And, and I think of other lessons, I think of kind of the whole good debt versus bad debt. Because, you know, we talk about mortgage debt and and maybe mortgage is good debt to have mm-hmm. early on, depending on your season in life, because it is it is creating an appreciation in the home if you're in a market, um, lucky to be in a market that is increasing mm-hmm. in value, um, but it typically does retain its mm-hmm. its value. Mm-hmm. So you know you might have a mortgage early on, and and yeah, that is that can be considered good debt. Um, at that stage, but maybe it's bad debt if you're in retirement and you have a limited income. Mm, so yeah, another one of those things is um, pay or earn interest. Don't pay it. And if we didn't hear it a thousand times, or at least I heard it a thousand times, because I think I was credit card queen in in high school. Um, don't have a credit card. Don't credit is bad. And um, you know, not all credit is bad, but don't have a credit card or earn interest. Don't pay it. Mm-hmm. So if you're not paying your credit card every month, you are paying interest on it versus having your money invested somewhere and you're earning the interest on those investments. So, you know, those are all things that we had to explore as we're going through this journey. How do you balance? How do you balance mm-hmm. that? But, you know, dad was a, a big proponent of uh, big supporter of not you know paying cash for things save up pay cash for it and and uh not use that yeah that credit card or if you do use it responsibly use it responsibly well you mm-hmm. had to bring mom into the conversation somehow didn't you credit cards <laughs> charge cards <laughs> so and, it, and it's not that credit cards are bad i mean mm-hmm. certainly credit cards with programs and so forth you might mm-hmm. get airline points but you, you're right you've got to get to a point where mm-hmm. you're using it responsibly you're paying yeah. it off every month yeah. because the interest that you can accumulate on credit cards can very quickly mm-hmm. um you know create an environment where you're you're not you're limiting yourself from your other financial freedoms Mm -hmm. because you're limiting your ability Mm -hmm. to save. So David, um, what about you? What, what was the lesson that you learned from dad? 
Sure. Um, one of the lessons I learned and uh, applied very early was uh, having a what we call a rainy day fund. Mm. Um, now, I, I, I uh, created mine uh, really when I got my first job after college, and I wanted to be in a position where um, I could be um, sort of in a position of strength when negotiating with my my managers at work. Mm-hmm. And I thought I could do that better if I had three months or so of, the, of my uh, household expenses. But I didn't have to worry about, you know, finding a new, you know, having time to find a new job and replace that income uh, should I have to, um, you know, negotiate with my uh, current managers. So that really put me in a position of strength going to work um, in, in my career. And I've always kept a rainy day fund uh, just for that. It really gave me a sense of financial freedom. Yeah, that does make a difference, especially you never know when the furnace is going to go out or, you know, these unexpected um, um, big costs at at your house or your apartment, wherever you're living, or, you know, got a emergency with the car, need something fixed. And it is stressful when you don't have that cushion to, to tap into to, to manage that. And that does give you a sense of financial freedom, knowing that you've got a little, got a little breathing room. So to help you through those emergencies Mm -hmm. and especially Mm -hmm. being an owner of an older home, there's always something, whether it's Mm -hmm. the air conditioning that's Mm -hmm. all of a sudden on a blitz or, Mm -hmm. (laughs) or freshening up the paint or, you know, the heat heater in the middle Mm -hmm. of winter, going kaput. So mm-hmm. you do want to have the ability and the flexibility to be able to tap into mm-hmm. a rainy day fund when you mm-hmm. need it. And what about this whole idea of live off less than what you make or live beneath your means? Does that sound familiar? <laughs> oh, yeah. Pay yourself first and then live with them what's left at the end of the day. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's easy to say it's hard to do in practice. Yes, yes. Because there's always something more you you mm-hmm. want than what you make. And I'd say no matter what you make, because, you know, early in your career, when you're, I know when I was start, just starting off, you ha- even when you got that first or second raise and you start making more money, then... Now I want more things. So instead of renting, I want to own a home. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of one car, I want to have two cars. So, you know, no matter what stage or cycle you are in, in life, and, and no matter what your predicament or your circumstance is, mm-hmm. you know, trying to really challenge yourself to look at, you know, what am I making after mm-hmm. I pay myself first mm-hmm. for my creation of my wealth and something for rainy day mm-hmm. or for the future? Mm-hmm. What's left and how can I make smart choices around mm-hmm. how I'm using what's left? Yes. So and it's not easy and it takes takes focus. I mean, you got to have a sense of of your purpose and your goals and that you know, like David was saying, like, what am I want to do with my money? What's your game plan? What's mm-hmm. your North Star? Mm-hmm. Your guiding light to how you want to use your money mm-hmm. so that you're kind of staying focused on on where it's going and um, yes. you know, rooted with, within what's important to you. Yes. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. There's different uh, seasons in this journey of financial freedom. Uh, Jen, you just went through them. It's like, 
you know, in, in certain seasons, it's it's a season for saving. In certain seasons, it's a season it's a season for spending or investing. And you know, the key is to feel comfortable about where you are in that journey. Mm-hmm. You know, the financial freedom based on the season, based on the decision you're making um, for you and your family, and how to make that best work. Um, and it's all about the journey. It's it's not the yes. destination because there there yes. is no end to financial freedom. Um, we're always going to have the 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 um, the 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 the, 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 the uh, what do I want to call it? Basically, the you know the uh, the issues of, of managing money, right? The the weight of of managing our financials, whether we have it or we don't, it's it's always there. So you're never going to be free of financials. It's all about how do you feel about where you are in the journey towards that, you know, financial mm-hmm. freedom. Mm-hmm. And, and and dealing with that at every leg of the way and making good decisions and, mm-hmm. and just trying to do the best you can with it, you know? And and you're right, Bill. It is a journey. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why we named this the Sister's Guide to Financial Freedom. You know, we're on this journey. We're helping to guide people with the knowledge that we have that God equipped us with to help us get through this journey together. Um we actually um, have one minute left and need to wrap up. But first of all, I just wanted to say thank you all very much for joining us today. Thanks, Jenny, for, of course. for doing this with us. Um, certainly appreciate everything that um, you guys shared today, all the lessons learned. I hope that um, our listeners are, and viewers are able to take the knowledge that we're sharing and, you know, maybe it resonates with them and sparks them to do some research, to follow us and um, communicate with us um, so that we can keep the dialogue going because it's definitely a journey. Yep. And we're just getting started. Yes. This is just our first episode. And, and really, that's one of the biggest hurdles to financial freedom is getting started. Yes. So I'm excited to be on this journey with you, Crystal. We're getting started and look forward to um, what, where we go next with it and, and sharing how we got started and, and, and moving from there. Yes. Thank you. So um, with that, we'll be, we'll be returning um, with other great topics around financial, our journeys to financial freedom. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll be talking to you then.